0: Hey, welcome to The Circle of Salt, the podcast where we use our snark to protect the occult community from itself and others. Circle of Salt is brought to you by Felix Warren, aka Da'at Ass, and Rune Emerson,
1: aka the Ass Ended Master.
0: Every time. (laughs) Every time. So it's time for our first installment, affectionately called Hekas, Hekas, Este, Bullshit. Today's dish of salt is served by Felix and is entitled, Fuck All These Fandom Decks.
1: Alright, so I think that it's really great when people want to make tarot decks for fandom, um, except when they actually do it, because... (laughs) then they're awful. Um, Like Not all of them are awful, I've got some non-awful fandom tarot decks, but I'm not here to talk about those. Um, I'm I'm here to talk about decks that are not good. Um, So the problem with fandom decks, often arises whenever someone's like oh you know the tarot it has like a bunch of pictures in it and a bunch of themes that are really cool like the devil and and angels and the lovers and stuff and wouldn't it be great if like all of our fandom characters were like you know different major arcana and like every single person in a fandom will have a different set of major arcana that they've imagined as the ideal it's always different and it's always your otp that's the lovers And then someone will have it in their head that they understand tarot more than anybody else uh, in the entire fandom. And they've got all of their reasons why this is supposed to happen. And so, one, most pop culture is not made to fit the tarot. Like not every character in a fandom is even supposed to be a major arcana. That's even that's not even how the major arcana works. Um, they're not just, like, archetypes that every character is going to fit.
2: Right. Um,
1: it, like, it, it's so... It's so annoying to see people try to, like say, well, this character is going to be this major arcana, and this character's going to be this major arcana, and this character's going to be this major arcana. It's like, that's not how the major arcana work. And it's really annoying because like, sometimes, like, you know, one character may actually fit several different ma- major arcana. I mean, if you even look at the major arcana of the tarot, there's, like, repeating characters in them. Um, like, in a lot of interpretations of the major arcana, it's supposed to be, like, the same kind of person going through different progressions. So if there's supposed to be a progression through the major arcana, you're gonna have different like one one main character going through those, Um, and so I just a lot of people sort of treat it as like just like you know their kind of toss off art project. Then you've got somebody who like starts one and they're one person and they start the major arcana, they do six cards, and you see a batch of them on Tumblr, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna love to see this deck come out. And you like check their site, and they're like, yeah, this is my art project. I just wanted to do six of them, and you're like, yep. I will never see this deck. Or, like, they decide they're going to do, like, 22 as an art project, but they're not going to print them or anything. Um, And you're never going to be able to get a hold of the print files, and so you're never going to have these cards. Every every now and then, there's, like, a dream case scenario where, like, you know, the the Undertale tarot that was made by Dog Bomber. Oh, that's so
0: pretty. I don't even do Undertale. It's such a pretty deck, though.
1: Not only is it pretty, but, like, everything, this is actually a well-done fan tarot like yes. all of it makes sense and on some episode i will actually talk it up because it's good but um like he actually made those print size for people to like go print out on their own and then he managed to like talk to you know toby fox and get them licensed and san- sell them through um fangamer and so that's great um they're also like so large that you could actually like take a nap on one but that's I was a different say,
0: and aren't they like just a, a majors only deck
1: they are a little bit weird in fact there's a uh, 36 cards there's a couple of alternate majors and there's also just a few minors thrown in but it, it does have a complete set of majors which is more than you could say for a lot of these fandom projects
0: it's very true
1: um but yeah i mean you, you're gonna have to use it as a majors only deck i mean having a full deck is another thing entirely. Um and so even giving past majors only. So you've got like a fandom product project where like somebody says, okay, well let's get several fan artists from like, you know, the same fandom and we'll put together a tarot deck. And then you've got to have like everybody wants to do the same card. Yep. Um and then imagine having a a project for like you know a popular fandom and thinking that only like, you know, maybe 14 artists are gonna show up and you're gonna like barely fill up the major arcana. And then you like put up a sign-up sheet and say, okay, everybody like just let me know which, which card you want and then we'll all be able to do cards. And then you have to like uh, send an email out to I guess 50 people afterwards saying, oh sorry, like more people showed up for a homestuck fan tarot than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, imagine that happening to Felix last week. <laughs> imagine that the email that was sent out was sent with everybody's email visible instead of bcc Seed. Just imagine that.
0: Um, it's not hard to imagine, it because happens. it's real.
1: <laughs> you imagined it so much that it became reality
0: oh it's a brain ghost
1: uh, yeah, i was in like unfortunately that is not the doomed timeline that's our real timeline oh. so um that happened there is an act6 tarot coming out though just letting you know i'm not gonna be on it
0: yeah
1: um also it sounds like they got enough artists to have like a full deck just saying <laughs> um so every now and then we do have a f- A tarot deck come out for a whole fandom that does actually have all 72 cards i've got three of them in 78 yes i get that mixed up with the goetia which is a completely different pack of cards (laughs) (sighs) yeah that one's actually full of demons um (laughs) so 78 unless there's some bonuses or, um, and I've got three of those in front of me. Um, and one of them is the Homestuck Tarot, which we're going to talk about a lot later. One of them is the Future Vision Gem Tarot, which is for Steven Universe, which is actually very good. Um, it was really well designed, and uh, it's one person that did it. And uh, all the cards make sense, and I'm not going to argue with any of their attributions. So I'm not going to talk about it any further, because it's not salty enough for me to talk about. Oh wait, it was put out um, on, um, what's that shitty site? Um, uh, what's the shitty site that people keep on putting tarot decks on when it's really made for games? Game uh, Maker? The Game oh, Crafter. Probably. Game Crafter, yeah. Stop putting fan- like tarot decks on Game Crafter. They that, s- it,
0: that's actually a good moment, by the way. We should um, take a second to introduce our special guest, Jasmine yes. White. Yes. Say hi, I'm honey. I'm
2: special, and I'm here.
0: Yes, you are. <laughs> she is (laughs) okay so let's go back to our regularly scheduled dish of salt
1: yeah i'm like i've got a lot of salt left um (laughs) so like stop printing decks through game crafter they suck um they come out of order the quality is low the they're bad um just figure out a better way And I sound like, you know, like somebody who doesn't really have a lot of tolerance for whatever your needs are, or or whatever reasons you have, and it's because I don't actually have any tolerance for it, they just suck that much. Um, Just, you know, I I believe in you. (laughs) You can find a better thing to do with your deck than put it on Game Crafter. So... But in terms of non-game crafter decks, I have one that was put out through Kickstarter and like has like a nice box on it that has like embossing and stuff on it, and like the cards are the nice quality. What is it? It's the Pacific Arcana, and it's a whole seventy-eight card deck, and I have used it maybe twice because it's for Pacific Rim it's specific sure. Rim fam tarot and there's like a lot of different fan artists although like some artists did actually repeat across cards and like go them for managing to put out this deck that's like a big effort but like this deck is confusing um i don't think that it, there's a lot of fan tarots where i've seen where they don't really coordinate between artists in fact this is not even just fan tarots like multi artist tarots where it's a collective putting a tarot together and they're not really coordinating between artists. In fact, this happens in the Homestuck Tarot, too. Um, right. It just kind of like there's so many different cards where it's like the same damn character doing the same pose or in the same moment. And they're like, you know, miners or something, completely different miners with completely different meanings. Like, I can't tell. And this is like some of these are just shipping. Like, they keep on shipping those two nerds who like know all about kaiju um like there it's
0: all just like
1: it's it's really it's not like this isn't this doesn't really have much to do with the actual movie it's like actual fandom interpretations of the movie um and so I just like kinda go through this deck and I really have no idea like if you had this is not you know how we talk about how there's no such thing as a beginner deck well this deck is no such thing as a beginner deck okay um,
0: <laughs> I, you know, like, I don't even do pack rim so, like, are you saying that, like, half the deck is, like, these two characters macking on each other, or?
1: It's, well, yeah, and they're, like, not even the main characters, like, they're two side characters that everybody wants to be gay for each other, and, I mean, you know, I can see it, but. Well,
0: fandom projects often do that, too, and it gets really annoying. Um, yeah,
1: it's just, it's just very fandomy it's not very much about Tarot, and, like, I can't really tell... What a lot of these cards are getting at and sometimes it's just like somebody wanted to do a really cool portrait of a character that could be this character could be this card, but putting them all together, like the, the, the cards don't really relate to each other.
0: Right. Well, okay, so I have a problem with that with the homestuck tarot. Like there is I haven't told anyone this at all. like I have not explained myself to anyone because I keep my secrets. but there is one card in this deck that I hate. And it's because of the art. The art is awful. And I have not told anyone which card this is because I am afraid that one day I'm going to meet the artist and they will be offended by the fact that I think that their art is crap.
1: I was going to ask which card it is, but now I know you're not going to tell me. I'm
0: not going to tell you on the podcast. I'll tell you later. I'm like... But when you see it, you will be not surprised. So...
1: Oh, well... There's like a lot of cards in here that I don't really like.
0: <laughs> like I'm just looking at it. I'm going and like I I've spent like days, weeks, months looking at this card, going, "What the hell? Why?" Anyways,
1: I yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like it's a multi artist deck, and that's like most of the problems between behind fandom tarot are that there are multi artist decks, and you know you've got like a, a limited amount of resources to be able to coordinate, especially if it's for fandom. I mean, right. you know, the Homestake tarot itself was actually, you know, that's an official one, but I mean they, they were kind of running on a shoestring budget. It's not like they got several million dollars right. for that game company to steal until later. So. And
0: for <laughs> <laughs> and that's another dish of salt that we could get into and probably will at some point. Um but
2: yeah.
0: They, for what they for what it's worth they did a, an okay job with what they had. I disagree with most of the associations in this deck as well, but I don't care so much because I love Homestuck so much.
1: I really enjoy using this deck because of Homestuck. Yeah. And it kind of the reason why I think the Homestuck deck succeeds more than a lot of other kind of f- fandom decks where I'm like, "Uh, why are you really doing this?" is because okay at least it fits like if you look at homestuck overall it's a multi-artist weirdly coordinated out of order sometimes incomprehensible until you read it six more times and get somebody to explain it to you for six pages of a tumblr post kind of story
0: whom we love by the way shout out to all the people doing that right now
1: thank you for explaining homestuck
0: to me yes and also thank you for doing this because it keeps my soul like Shiny and sparkly and refulgent, like my anus. So, I I really do love everything that the various Homestuck fandom people I've been reading are doing. Um, I love Donnie. I love Revolutionary Duelist. What was that other one?
1: Damn. It. Uh, that's, oh uh, gosh, she's uh, of space. She's a, is she, she's, she's not Witch of Space. No, it's a Hope. It's a
0: Sylph of Hope? Is it Witch of Hope? Page of Hope?
1: No, no, it's not
0: Page Can't I'm rev- going to. It's one of them. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then, of course, Blade Kind Eyewear, if you're listening to this. Holy crap. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, like, like shout out to all of you, though. Like, those are just some notables that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, this particular deck is... Oh, and we should we should be really clear. This Johnny particular Witch deck... Johnny Witch of Light. Yes, I love her. She's brilliant. Um, this particular deck, however, is... Um, The one that we're talking about is the one that came out with the kickstarter for creating the homestuck video game in the first place yeah and it's not the one that hasn't come out yet because no one's finished it yet so obviously we're talking about something else yeah
1: yeah the the one that i was talking about before that was a fandom deck was specifically done by the fans and it's the act six homestuck tarot and that's still in progress
0: right We don't really know where that's going to go i'm really interested to see how they do um because it could turn out to be something cool like the Undertale deck although not as cool as it would be if my boyfriend was involved but it could also turn out to be one of those shitty replicas that you get from China did you guys, did you ever did either of you ever get one of these one of those I
1: really wanted like um, several of the China Tarot decks that had no correspondences that made sense whatsoever.
0: Oh, correct, right? Like, um, I bought, I think, four different, and this was back in like two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand three. I want to
1: go back in time and get them back when they were still available because can't fucking find them now. You
0: can't find them now. Well, that's good because they were terrible. They were I awful. Them. I got the ones for. I got like a bunch of Final Fantasy ones. I got a Final Fantasy ten deck that was literally Yuna everywhere. Like, that's all it was. It was, like, the Yuna deck. And I actually gave it to a friend of mine who did better with it than I did because she was more involved in Geekomancy than I was. So, anyway...
1: Yeah, yeah, and those are, I mean, I can't really blame anyone for those because they're really just, like, someone trying to profiteer off of fandom as right. opposed to, like, somebody trying to make a, a cohesive cool. thing. If Like, when it comes to, like, how to do a, a tarot deck for fandom properly, I think that, like, in the beginning, you really had to think about, like, what is the structure of your deck and what is going to make this tarot, like, how are you going to con- conform this story to an actual tarot? Because, um, like, the Homestuck tarot deck... I think that what where it falls apart is that it the the structure of Homestuck itself and like the magical system in it is not represented in the deck at all.
0: I know and that is really the big that's that's the worst thing about it which is not much of a complaint to be honest. Like the deck itself lacks the major substance that it needed that, that Homestuck itself has, but all of the cards are at least fitting enough that the the, the meanings make sense so that you can still read with it.
1: Yeah, I still really enjoy the the deck itself. It's just, like, I really want a deck to come out that is official, that does incorporate that, and since we already have this deck, I don't think right. it's actually gonna happen because they've already got one deck, so why would they do another? I know,
0: and that's really sad. Like, I mean, they should have created, like, a deck that uses the aspects and uses the actual class system and uses things like alchemizing and, you know, all that kind of stuff and incorporates different aspects of the actual Esperb game. But we should move on from the discussion of the Homestuck Tarot itself, because that's not the subject of today. We're not doing a Woo review. And we should go into what we are talking about. Yeah,
1: I think I've run out of salt on fandom tarots, like, I guess that really I would suggest to people that you, like, not just make half the deck be your favorite (laughs) pairing. (laughs) Like my God, people just put your fan fan art on Deviant Art and move on.
0: You know, um, um, <laughs> if if the if the director of the movie The Craft could consult with actual Wiccans to make the rituals and stuff have some sort of semblance of reality to them, I think that designers of tarot within a fandom can consult with a fucking tarologist and find out how this stuff works a little bit? I'm sure Marcus Katz or Tally Goodwin would answer, and I know that I would.
1: Oh, there's actually also one other thing. Um, If you do a tarot deck, people are going to use it to read tarot yes they're going to do when they read tarot they're going to do stuff like try to tell the future and they're going to do it correctly because people can do that with tarot they're going to do stuff like magic they're like you know all that stuff is going to be involved because that's what tarot is actually used for by people it's not just going to like be a fandom thing like someone's going to actually use that for this shit. so if you aren't actually in favor of that then don't do tarot
0: right there are too many like, fake-ass art project decks that people have put together that are like, well, I just wanted to do the tarot because it's art, and I didn't really, I'm not an occultist, and I think that that's wrong and evil, and or, like, they don't believe in it or something, and they so they put this stuff together, just like, derp-a-derp-a-derp, and there it is, and no one, ooh, okay, but this actually bleeds into more salt and a completely different dish. And we've run out of our time for that today. That's
1: true. We've salted a lot. So let's get, so, it's gets to, to like some sugar, or at least like maybe a savory spice.
0: Yes. Let's use the salt that we've already cast to banish this stupidness into the outer snarkness and we will move on to the next. That's right. We are going to be discussing, this is actually in proper Homestuck fashion. This particular podcast is the second of a series of three on the subject of geekomancy and functional uh, fandom magic. Uh, so the um, the whole point of us doing this is to kind of illustrate some of the pros and cons and some of the like, oh, like weird little tweaks that people who do geekomancy are going to need to be aware of. Um, However, we are doing this in proper Homestuck fashion, which means we're doing it out of order. This is the second episode, but we're actually filming it first. Yeah, we're
1: recording it first because um, that way we can feel more like Andrew Hussey.
0: Yes, and also because we were able to get a hold of Jassy for this particular event, and we really could not do it without her. It's true. So welcome, Jassy, to the show. Thank you. (laughs) so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about um, fandom sorcery and geekomancy and um, i know that there are an awful lot of um, terms that they use out there for this particular um, kind of process and i'm going to go ahead and mention that i will mention this in the other uh, episode in in the first episode as well Um, they call it pop culture magic they call it um, fictional magic they they call it Modern, urban fairy tale magic—all kinds of stuff. I've run into different terms. I prefer geekomancy, um, and that term was coined by uh, Michael R. Underwood and his books. And you should read them, all of you. Just read them. But what? Let's talk a little bit about Homestuck specifically. Why is it so good for for geekomancy? And I think that that's an opinion that we all have right I we wrong? do like i okay, think that good. we
1: were doing that thing where we we're trying to figure out who talks first
0: okay go yes. so like let's do it like this um here i'll i'll like pick on people because i'm taking control pick on us because <laughs> yes my homestuck appellation is the bitch of light so as one does um that yes that's witch with a b so um i'll go ahead and and poke at people so um jassy why don't you tell us what your homestuck um title is and and then tell us a little bit about your practice if you have any
2: okay well my home prospect is self-avoid which if taken literally with the keywords and everything means healer of nothing Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) which is about right given my relationship with healing
0: it kind of is
2: it's been very oppositional
0: but it's also like about healing through nothing.
2: Yes, it is, which helps me to embrace that um, role actually.
0: Yes, and then like some would argue that like sylphs are also creators, you know, or makers. So the maker of nothing, which I find rather funny, not because um, you're actually kind of crafty, but also because your silence creates healing. <laughs> I, I I want everyone to know that um, Jassy, as I said, um, as she mentioned, she's her. She's a sylph of void. We could not do this podcast without her because through her great and powerful sylph-like magic, she is essentially taking over all of Tumblr. And um, I just well, not to all of, of
2: Tumblr, not yet, not yet. <laughs> it's important to plan
0: there. for the future. It is. It's important to make room for the future. <laughs>
1: Half of Tumblr is Jasmine's alternate accounts.
0: That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> and interestingly enough, they post mostly nothing at the moment. So. That
1: is also true. <laughs> You're just note farming with your alternate accounts.
2: Yeah, that, yeah that's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say, in terms of Homestuck practice, and actually putting my class back to use. Um, the, healing with nothing or through nothing the first time i did it on purpose was i had a friend whose uh, grandfather was very ill and they didn't think he was going to leave the hospital and i was like oh no i wonder if i could do anything about that and i i selfed at it and his diagnosis changed to something completely different they're like oh the thing we thought he had doesn't have it. He's fine. He can go home. <laughs> so you literally used your, your selfly healing
0: powers to void his diagnosis? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. That is exceptional. You win all the prizes.
1: That's really interesting because one of the criticisms I've heard about um, healing magic or any magic that has to do with interfering with medical stuff is that you can't pray away a diagnosis or, like, you know, whatever the test has, has picked up at the lab has already picked up what it's picked up and therefore you can't really change what's already That's in so you. That's so
0: much bullshit.
1: And you're like, fuck this, I've got magic.
2: Right. Yes, and that the I, thing is that's bullshit even without magic like if you've ever had someone in your family be sick and you go to the hospital and like Just the iterations of what they go through. Oh, we thought that you had appendicitis and that your appendix burst, But hey now that we've actually opened you up. It's fine. Don't know what was showing up on that
0: NRI. You like, cut okay. out a lot You cut out a oh. lot I I
1: was able to figure that out. Like we thought your appendix person, you're actually fine, but you're definitely, you're definitely voiding your internet connection right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, okay. Somebody did a spell for a storm and it came to my house instead. Oh, great. It's supposed
1: to be over here. (laughs) Weather. Um, Snap, snap.
0: To all of the people listening, I want to reiterate, this is the Magic is Real Club. For those of you who are like, magic is a metaphor for the psychology of the mind, blah, 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 blah. The psychology
1: yeah. of the mind is going to fucking rain on my house.
0: Yeah, seriously, this is the, this is an entirely different set of salt where we will have Jassy on again. And we will okay. be discussing about fuck hedology. So that's another <laughs> other <laughs> podcast. Doesn't have much to do with Homestuck at the moment, so we're going to continue. Um, Felix, that's tell me. us a little bit about your... Uh, classpect and um, how your appellation actually affects your practice.
1: Ah, My classpect is such bullshit. And I'm not saying that in terms of like classpecting itself is is bullshit. But if you've read enough Homestick, you know that like some classpect stuff actually does result in bullshit happening in real life. Like a lot of it does. And so I thought for a while, like we both thought, everyone thought that I was a a, uh, heir of hope. And it turned out
0: that... Well, you even put together a blog called Air of Nope.
1: Yeah, it's still there. And I, I like, I'll eventually change the name when I feel like it. But, like, actually, I'm a muse of hope. I'm a muse of nope. And (laughs) uh, there's not really too much, like, I'm not going to say there's... It's not that there's not much difference. It's just it's really hard to diagnose one without accidentally diagnosing the other because airs are kind of, like inheriting stuff, whereas muses, like, just sort of cause things to happen, and they also conduct things to just sort of be a certain way, and everything just sort of falls into place. And that actually does seem a lot like, you know, air-type stuff, but eventually I started realizing that this was actually happening at a different level than with airs, and also that if I tried to do the air thing, it wasn't really working, whereas the muse stuff just kind of happens innately, because muse stuff is all about innate stuff, and, you know, the hope aspect itself is bullshit
0: right like
1: it's you've seen this happen in homestuck it is like the um the, the was it called like ph- phlebotomy
0: um what? phlebotomite there's some kind of like oh yeah okay i, like, I know what you're talking bullshit about.
1: plot juice
0: yes uh, <laughs> hold on a second things like unobtainium or
2: phlebotnum yeah.
1: Yeah, phlebotonum! Yeah, there it's like go. the phlebotonum of, of aspects. It's just like, you know, hope. Like basically, you you just like, you know, wish hard enough and it happens. It's like, it's, it's bullshit magic, which is why it like works for me. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like m- all of my stuff is dependent on, like things just like kind of show up whenever they need to show up for me. I'm like very good at thrift shopping. Um, I can very easily make things kind of show up when I need them to show up. The Viridarium Umbris showed up on eBay after I did a spell to summon
0: it. For like ridiculously cheap compared to how it used to sell. It's like a three to
1: five thousand dollar book and I got it for 625.
0: Yeah, you win. That
1: our auction was up for like seven days and I was the only person who bid. It was utterly fucking ridiculous.
0: It was sort of perfect Um, actually.
1: Yeah, it was, like, exactly like you would expect to happen for for a Muse of Hope.
0: Well, and Um, (laughs) by the way, just for all of you listeners, um, at some point we're going to do a review on the Viridarium since we both own it. So that'll be fun, too, because I actually finally have someone I can dish with.
1: That's right. We can both, like, hold this very expensive book and talk about how we have it and you don't. Right. Oh, I totally um,
0: passed over the introduction of this part. Our echo echo chamber Azarach. yeah. Whatever.
1: It, it, it's you out know. of order like Homestuck.
0: Whatever, don't care. <laughs> so, okay, so then I'll, like I said, I've introduced my, uh, my Homestuck, uh, classpect as being Bitch of Light, which is my, like, salty shorthand for I consider myself to be a Witch of Light. And that is its own special hell as well. Um, I am really appreciative of the most recent, uh, well, it wasn't really the most recent, but, like, the the Jade Harley art article that, uh, that Revolutionary Duelist put together because uh, Taz really kind of pegged that witches in Homestuck have familiars and that their relationship with their aspect is all about learning to deal with their familiars and kind of learning how to deal with this power that is loyal to you for God knows what reason. And you just kind of have to learn how to deal with it. Um, I find that interesting because you guys have such a more peaceful relationship with your aspect than I do. (laughs) (laughs) You say so. Well, it just seems like it to me because, like, I know, like, Felix, you're over there going, Hope is bullshit as you just kind of do the thing. And then, like, Jassy is, like, saving people from death with her, like, nothingness. And And I'm over here, like, I actually went through a long period of time of resenting my aspect for those of you who actually follow my blog, you can kind of tell why. I'm a very dark, spooky person. I'm very fond of, you know, of, I'm, I'm kind of a retired goth. So like everything for me is like doom and death and darkness and anything that would show up in a my immortal, you know, fanfic. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm the Slytherin. I'm I'm the, the the bitchy person. All that kind of stuff. And I'm for, far more fond of like night and shadows than I am of anything sparkly and light. Like pastels don't really do it for me. And if you come at me with pink, I'm just probably going to want to set it on fire. <laughs> and that like I have very few exceptions to that. Like pink is disgusting. Um, but working with light. I mean, shadows are cast by light. And by working with the homestech aspect, I have to say this, um, so that everybody can kind of see a particular hallmark or milestone that you can kind of come up to with your fandom. Um, the book I wrote, Nothing But a Pack of Cards, which is a book on tarot sorcery, was primarily inspired by uh, a number of, of um of geekomantic projects that i had going on which also had real life correlations the book focuses primarily on those real on those um like real history correlations and stuff like the middle eastern obsession with the idea of light moving the dark the idea that the force of magic is like easily seen as light and the middle eastern concept focuses um specifically on the, the zervanite uh connection with astrology and the light of Zervon coming down through the different layers of creation from the fixed stars all the way down through the planets into like the sublunary sphere and very uh, platonic universe only like, I think it's older, but I can't remember. Um, But the light concept for that, I was like, Oh, well, apparently there have been other bitches of light out there. And I literally started looking at it because of Homestuck. Like before that, I just left my boyfriend to deal with it, who's my fiance now or my my husband now. Um, he uh, he's the astrologer, so I'm like, you do the weird light thing. I'm gonna be over here in the spooky corner, and he um, he pointed out that light makes shadows. That's how magic works. And in some cultures, all astrological magic is focusing through the concept of the planets fuck everything up the idea that they in shadow everything with their stuff. So they're all malefic. And I'm over here going, well, that's not classical astrology. He's like, it is, it's just a different version that I don't usually work with. And I was suddenly like overcome with this excitement because I'm a spooky person. Like I'm far more gonna be interested in Hello Cthulhu than Hello Kitty. <laughs> so I really fought with my aspect a lot and um, I have learned that a lot of the story and a lot of the um the background of homestuck, a lot of the the um underpinning and the structures really fit themselves well to the idea of questing to develop your magical practice. The idea of the solo discovery of your own nature as a magician is very similar to the kids as they discover themselves as as god tears so is very true. yeah. I think someone is talking, but I can't hear anyone. Yeah,
1: Jasmine, I can't quite pick you up.
2: What is happening?
0: Oh, you're back. I okay. got you.
2: Well, I was going to say, Homestuck in particular, like, really lends itself well to being struggled with. Okay. It does. <laughs> and, like, I didn't struggle with my aspect. I felt, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I struggled with my class and okay. the idea of... You don't healing. like being a witch, only
0: like more magical than that, even?
2: <laughs> that part was nice. Part was nice. <laughs> the healer part, not so much. And I really had to struggle to find a way to make that work for me that made sense for me. Because I had spent the last 10 years going, I see you saying I should be a healer, but I would rather read tarot cards. So I just do that.
0: You would rather what? Read tarot cards. There you go. You know, um,. I kind of think of the sylphs as, like, Legend of Zelda fairies. You know, like, these incredibly powerful, like, women who laugh crazily and have giant Madonna cone boobs. And they sort of show <laughs> up and they're like, ha, 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 ha. here, here's the thing. And then they leave.
1: <laughs> that so kind of wrecked me, wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like it kind of screwed up my speakers too actually. I probably was louder than I needed to be.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm scared of those fairies.
0: Right? Um, you should actually watch the video. They're really funny and they've made a lot of jokes about them like they like everybody referred to them as Madonna cone boobs because the, pic, the like the 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 graphics for Nintendo 64 were like so janky and fun <laughs> because they were janky, but giant cone boobs was one of the results of that. So,
1: I remember that era of graphics.
0: Yes. But anyway. I was going to say
1: about the the questing thing. I think all three of us have done some questing when it comes to Homestuck. That'd be worth talking about.
0: I think so. Um, Yeah. So, like, I actually designed part of my magical practice around that and then discovered that it was kind of, you know, like, there all along. And, like, the real Homestuck were the friends you made (laughs) along the way. Um,
1: (laughs) It's already here.
0: Exactly. It really, this is the thing, and I I brought this up with you, Felix, I had a very serious moment of Fridge Brilliance where I just realized that Hussey's a goddamn genius, and I don't think he even realizes how much of a genius he is because he designed this system of storytelling, and I'm going to avoid anything archetypal because I hate Jungian philosophy, but he created this this questing method where you kind of have these things that happen and they actually act as a ritual if you put them together like the dying on the quest bed um the consulting with your denizen the solving your your landscape kind of thing all of these things act as a method by which you could create an actual like questing ritual that you could go through a series of rituals and a series of of journeying events or pathworking events that would fix you pretty damn well good um, <laughs> and I haven't run into something that efficient on the fictional level um, in getting a person to kind of discover their own mystical practice and stuff since Legend of Zelda which I also personally believe is worthy of discussion further in a Geekomantic like podcast um, because there are so many things that they utilize that are so very personal, they make it they take the story and make it not an archetype. It's not like Arthurian legend and they, they they take it and make it personal. Yes, the fairies might be very similar to the lady in the lake giving you the sword and stuff like that, but he already got his sword from an old man, so they kind of reverse some of the tropes. Um, and his sword was kind of shitty, but they've got like they've got the magic sword, and they actually have Excalibur in Homestuck and and they make a point out of making fun of it. Like, it is a thing. What is with all these shitty swords? I fucking love the sword.
2: Like the yes. S-O-R-D the S-O-R-D, S-O-R-D, S-O-R-D,
0: S-O-R-D da- da- da.
2: sword. Which is the
0: Ace
1: of Swords in the deck. And it's the one card in the deck that Hussey did.
0: Yes, and it's perfect. It it's was actually, absolutely perfect. Um, like one of my friends, her name is Rika, she, uh, she gave me my deck and um, I actually, I came to my uh, my seer pack, I came to my Homestuck Tarot in a very strange sort of circuitous fashion. She had bought Hive Swap when it was on Kickstarter. She had ordered it and pledged and she got the seer pack, but she is trash at reading the tarot. And she did it largely just to feel a little bit more like Rose Lalonde and um, because she's a seer and all. And uh, the um, the thing was, I saw the deck and couldn't get a hold of it, and was crying bitter, salty tears, as you all know when I do that. Um, right. I <laughs> obsess over tarot decks and I'm then familiar. I cry about them. Familiar. And then somehow they show up. Yeah, Jassy's very familiar with that.
1: <laughs> you weep seventy-eight tears, and they turn into a deck.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, in this case, I actually traded an entire year of lessons on magic and the occult for this deck like i told her for one year you have me as a mentor i will teach you every week if you want um if you have questions call me contact me whatever she didn't actually do very much in the way of getting any sort of lessons and so the year was up and i had this deck in my hands and i'm like and she's like well i have some questions i was like you used your year up bitch (laughs) yeah We were friends by then, of course. We had already kind of been friends to begin with, so I was joking mostly. I was like, well, I'm not going to mentor you, and you're going to have to pay for classes now, but I will still talk to you. <laughs> but it's funny, because I got this deck in that fashion, it has always been very like loud to me, and I really think that that questing ritual, the way that I went about getting it, the, 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 the fact that I was willing to sacrifice to homestuck made homestuck magic so much more powerful for me that's so
1: interesting because actually um i split with a, a person um went half and half with me on getting the seer pack and that's why i was able to get the seer pack and then we kind of like split the goodies so she got a couple of the things that were in the pack like she got the t-shirt um, and so like i i had an. it's interesting to get the actual kickstarter deck and be part of that experience yes and get it via weird circuitous circuit circuitous
0: circuitous
1: that fashion. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jasmine?
2: Um, how did I get deck? Yeah. I actually don't remember. I did not get it through the Kickstarter. I had pledged to the Kickstarter. I was totally set up to get the deck and then we ended up moving right when the Kickstarter was going to end and I needed so had- the money for something else.
0: You had to cancel your bid.
2: Oh. Yeah. So I, canceled my pledge and moved up to Massachusetts, and just crossed my fingers that they would release it outside of the Kickstarter, and they did. And now I have it, and I don't really remember how I got it.
0: You are such a void player. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I seem to recall first becoming your friend around the time when you acquired the Homestuck Tarot. It was, I I
2: think,
0: it was uh, a gift. From someone.
2: One moment.
0: One moment. Oh, muted. you
1: muted. Yeah, she had to. She said one moment.
0: Oh. She she
1: she she's a voice. She's a void player.
0: She is a void player. She goes in and out of reception.
1: <laughs> I just like this is like having Roxy on the podcast.
0: It really is. You know, we should have her drink, and that would probably make it easier.
1: Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> we need a time player to go back in time and give Jasmine some alcohol.
0: I will ask my husband immediately.
2: Okay, sorry about that.
0: It's um, okay. We just decided you're Roxy, and you went back in, into the <gasps> void, and you would probably be better off if you drank.
2: That's actually <laughs> probably true.
0: <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. So, but I, I can't remember. I know I bought you a deck, but I don't know if I bought you that one.
2: I uh, Let's see. No, you, you gave me the light visions in exchange for the silhouettes and
0: yes the light visions tarot in exchange for the silhouettes that was uh did i tell that story on here i don't think i did
1: um we actually we, we told a it. bit of it last podcast or touched on it that's right you know, two podcasts ago if you're listening in order <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but i don't remember how i okay, i don't know if i bought it i don't know if you got it i don't know if mr Butt got okay, it
0: okay i know it. you did not buy it because i remember you thanking someone on your tumblr for it
1: Maybe, true. we don't really have any, well we might have some, but for our divination questions we can ask how you got that deck.
0: That's true, <laughs> we have a couple of questions. Oh, there.
2: I was going to say that I met Rune right around the time that I pledged to the deck. And yes. in fact, I met Rune through talking about the deck and didn't know it because he replied to my message after I had like voided off of the site. Yes. And then he showed up on my Tumblr And I feel like we really started talking about Homestuck.
0: That is so weird, too. That is so true. I remember that one of the biggest reasons why we had such a a close bond is because we both were, like, dirty Homestuckers. Yes. Uh, One second, I'm being paged.
1: Yeah, actually, um, while Rune's being paged, I'm just going to say, like... I've met a lot of people via Homestuck or like it's like it's been kind of like the way for me to tell whether somebody on Tumblr is going to be somebody I can like talk to because if they can keep up with Homestuck, they can keep up with me.
2: It does say a lot about a person, does not it?
1: Yeah, it's like a really good way of vetting per- as person is whether like they're into Homestuck. Right. And I'm not really saying whether it's it's vetting them for good things or bad things, but you could definitely vet them for something.
2: But like, if someone For- is into Homestuck and their favorite character is Aridin, then you just kind of know, like... That tells you something
0: oh, that you should really be aware of. <laughs> um, and, but that actually brings us back to... Okay, so we need to actually like go back to the actual original subject because we're running out of time. Um, the original subject was about the viability of this particular like paradigm as being something useful. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but my spells, when I do magic, and I involve light magic, like Homestuck light magic. They work so goddamn well, like they're confusing as hell. They're so good. (laughs) When it
1: comes to like my hope practice, like for one, like figuring out my class spec really helped out my magical practice. And I was actually rather avoidant of that idea at first, like whenever I was like trying to figure out like some magical stuff and some homestuck stuff, like Rune was like, Well, let's let's figure out your class spec. And I was like, Well, it it can't just all be about homestuck. He's like, No, let's figure out your class spec. I'm like, Well, how can you possibly figure out I I can't like I take the tests and they don't even work. He's like, No, I'm gonna figure out your class spec. And he did. Um
0: <laughs> Well, I'm light. I, I shed light on things.
1: You you got era of hope at first, but I mean, like at the time, yeah. I was actually still really repairing my magical practice and my uh, my general relationship with hope, and so all I could really access was the air part of the Muse stuff and since Muse is a master class like both of the master classes Muse and Lord, they can basically access kind of all of the passive or all of the active classes so Muse can get all of the passive kind of right. but they're lumped together in a certain configuration it's very particular to Muse it's not just like they're like all six classes
0: Right. well and that was one of the things like I I brought this up someone actually who was it I, can't, I don't remember it doesn't matter um, someone brought up cause I had told them that I had a friend who was a muse of hope and I hadn't really explained to them that it was you. Um, <laughs> but so they probably didn't know why I was so vehement about your position and stuff. And they were like, that's so OP. I don't believe that exists. I think that those people are like, they're just like those idiot deviant art people who have their sonic character that they're still attached to as their fursona. And like, they tried you know- to make- and I, I laughed at him and I said to him, uh, well, no, um, he was like trying to make this big deal about how master classes aren't even real classes and nobody can actually be them and because they would dominate the story. And I said, actually it means that they have their own arc that usually is independent of a group practice. And it yeah. sucks. And it's and what
1: well, the thing is, it's really funny that you say that, because that was actually the exact thought that came to me the first time I considered whether I was a muse, because I was like, the muse seems to be about, like, that That kind of fits. It's like, no, I can't be a muse, though. I mean, that's like, wait, that's too important. That's so, like, it's twinky too powerful. And, yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, Gary Stu. It's like, there's, there's no way. And yeah. so, and that and, was actually, like, that's cool. That kind of defines my arc and also several Homestuck characters' arcs. It's like, I can't be that important. Right. You know, That that's just, like, so typical of someone who needs to, like, actually review what it is that they do and what kind of impact they have on the world. Because it's not really about, like, being more important than someone else or more powerful. It's just, right,
0: they were missing the point.
1: Yeah, it's like how each you these, manifest it.
0: Precisely. Each of these is supposed to be sort of an independent narrative, but also explanatory of so, sort of the further understanding of your destiny. That was the whole point of Homestuck, the whole thing of everything is already explained and locked into this sort of paradoxical yet still true um, like prophecy existence. All of it is locked down because they're gods. And I'm like, see, if you look at it from a an occultist perspective, an occultist point of view, you're dealing with a left-hand path paradigm wherein you are becoming a god. Um, which is one of the focuses of left-hand path magic. Um, but how you go about becoming the, the god inside yourself is different for each person, and not all of them do it in a left-hand path fashion, wherein you know you kind of destroy your weaknesses and defeat your demons and kind of reign supreme and rise above everything else. But that is true for some of them. That's very Caliborn, actually. It is, actually. And he's just such it? an LHP, bro. He is such an Lord. Oh, my God. Lord of Edge. There. He's got something else. And when you think about it, with the whole, like, cracking circle thingy, um, yeah, he really literally is Lord of Edge. <laughs> yeah. So he's the Edge Lord of dumb. Um, but anyways, but um, Calliope actually had an interesting, um, like, development. The two of them, were interesting because they were equally unimportant to the story, but also crucial. Like, Caliborn would have written himself as the center of the story, and he tried to do that, but by writing himself as the center of the story, he actually became a side character. He made himself into uh, a side character and didn't become necessary or important until he became the big boss at the end. You know, he was affecting everything, but the story was not even about him. None of the story was about him. And that he didn't become a real problem until he went trickster mode. And Calliope had exactly the same kind of thing going. She had this un like this underwhelming and like unassuming kind of storyline that kind of got snipped, but still continued and created the entirety of the story. You know, it just, it created the entire space. It made everything happen. And even the alternate version of herself was involved because her very existence made it possible, but she wasn't a part of the major narrative. She was a side character. And that's the thing. It's Because we are focused so much on the kids, we don't realize what else is going on. And that I think has always been very important. None of us are the hero. If we are the, if we are a hero, we're not the hero. We are heroes for the moment, and I think that's really important to kind of recognize. Which is mm-hmm. why Jade's development at the end was: go out and have fun. Stop making this so self-important. <laughs> anyway, um, we are getting near the end of our time. It has been fifty-one minutes of us just rattling on about this. Do we want to move to the questions?
1: I do want to say that what you said about. Calliope in the end is very I find that has a lot to do with the muse class too yeah I mean she basically spends most of her time in Homestuck shipping other people mm-hmm. and like kind of writing fan fiction and just generally like you know being that outsider who makes a lot happen and influences but isn't necessarily there in a very extroverted way
0: right and that feels a lot like my life <laughs> I would say that seems to be very true you have an independent arc that seems to move a kind of framework around those you interact with and people try to define it they try to interact with it they try to edgelord their way into it and argue with you about it but they never seem to manage to make much of an impact because you've got your own progression and you even have i mean with your court work you even have sort of your own uh like npc crew you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so you kind of got
2: your own I think I should say the only thing I would like add on to in terms of homestuck and magical practice is that in a lot of ways, the story is a story of cosmology, right? Yeah. And it is about creating universes and worlds, but, and then you can like bring that down on a, like you have the macro micro thing. So they're creating the universe, but they're creating themselves sometimes literally. Yes. And That part of it, I think was the most influential thing to my practice and my general worldview.
0: I agree, it was very big.
2: So shout out to that.
0: Definitely. That's my favorite, well, that's not my favorite, but that's like one of my, that's like my third favorite thing about uh, Homestuck. I will, uh, I'll admit that my favorite things about Homestuck were uh, like the Stripe Specify and the Fetch Modi. They were my favorite. I'm like, I want one now. I need a capture log everything and do alchemy (laughs) i i'm gonna do this but anyways um okay so let's let's move on to the uh third section of our podcast which is entitled celtic crosshairs wherein we do divination in various circuitous fashion um in this case we're going to be doing divination and answering the questions that people have sent in using the homestuck tarot so if you don't like homestuck too bad for you your questions being answered by it anyway (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, what questions do we have on the on the docket?
1: We do actually have a couple, although there's one of these that sounds more like one of a, like an interview question than an actual divination question.
0: I saw that one, and I think we should still do the cards with it.
1: Yeah, um, let me make sure. Um, we got one that was just a compliment, and that was great. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was an, a recent one. Um, and they don't actually have a funny name, so now they are Sparkle Fun Boy two four two.
0: There we go. Sparkle um, Fun Boy, I like it.
1: Sparkle Fun Boy says a neighborhood cat has been following me recently. Does it want to be
0: my familiar? Is it yes. a familiar at
1: all? I know Jasmine. It's like they're so gifted.
0: It's they're a cat. <laughs> so we need to have a moment of silence while Jassy recovers herself because we mentioned a cat, and that's kind of magic right there.
2: Casts are witchcraft.
0: They are, absolutely. I think that they brought it here.
1: <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to, like, do a one card. Because yep. like, they're, they're basically asking, like, it, does it want to be my familiar? Is it a familiar at all? What's going on
0: with this cat? So let's each is draw it... one card. That's you too, Jassy. Is ahead. it G-Cat? Oh my <laughs> god. If it's G-Cat, you're screwed. Okay, okay, okay. right. I've got mine, and my answer is rather hilarious, so... Alright, so, everybody ready?
1: I'm ready. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Yes, please. I drew the Ace of Wands, uh, and this card is um, Kanaya presenting Eridan with like the wand. Like, you know, the, the magic wand?
0: Yes, the, the wand. The magic wand? Yes. That is, no, like, it's full... The, it's debunk! The science, it's the science wand.
1: <laughs> yeah, the science wand. Debunked! <laughs> um, and so it's like, you are being presented with an opportunity, but you've kind of got to make of this what you will for it to actually really become anything.
0: Because it's your power that's going to fuel it. He's a,
1: he's a hope player, and so this is all about, like what are you going to do with this? Um, there's a lot of your decision involved with this. Also, like, do not abuse this power.
0: <laughs> or debunk you shall be. Yeah. So what um, about you? Uh, well, here, let's have Jassy do hers.
2: Well, I actually also pulled Ace of Ones. <laughs> <laughs> what would you interpret? Well, Felix really hit what I was going to say. I would only add in that, you know, be careful what you wish for.
0: Right. Um, because you might just be it.
2: Yes. <laughs> and well, uh, I would add on to what Felix said about how you know it's gonna be a lot of your own choices that kind of dictate this. Make sure that's true because if you just let the cat have its way, which I would do, but apparently maybe you shouldn't because you might not like what that does. I'm gonna just
0: point something out. Um, both of you drew the Ace of Wands and the Ace of Wands depicts a sylph presenting magic to a hope player. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, really funny. <money. laughs> that is rather funny. And the card that I drew was the Empress and the Empress is fairy, and she is adorably um, a witch of life in this particular picture. And so, and she's sitting there hanging out with her great big Lussis, uh, uh, that thingy Golib or whatever his name was and uh, he was a familiar and so yes the cat that is following you is available to be a familiar you will need to befriend the cat and make that connection however please maintain sane boundaries because it will take whatever you give it and what it will provide you may not be what you really want <laughs> And as someone who has a cat, as a familiar, who is the shade-throwingest familiar that exists, um, I can say that with some expertise, actually. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next question.
1: Were we going to still ask, like, how Jasmine
0: actually got her deck? She doesn't, we, we already did. She oh, we, did,
1: we actually figured that out?
0: Yeah, she, she doesn't remember. Yeah, that's the thing is, I didn't remember figuring that out either, so... Yeah, she, does, she doesn't remember how she got her deck, she just remembers yeah. when she got her deck. Oh, it just remembers when, okay.
1: I thought we were going to, like, see if we could figure out how. But oh,
0: yes! Let's actually ask the cards. How did Jassy get her deck? That's... I remember what you mean now. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I think that her cards
1: will probably know better, but, you know, since they're all the same deck, I mean, we're still doing that thing. We're using the same deck. This is really funny.
0: Oh, wow. What did you... Okay, so Jassy needs to start, because she is the one that this is about. So, what'd you draw, Jassy?
2: Uh, I drew the Four of Swords. Mm. What? <laughs> what?
0: What? Did Did you both draw the Four of Swords? Yes. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me because you. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I drew Death inverted. <laughs> um. So, my reading is gonna tell me that whoever it was that got this for you, you guys aren't friends anymore. That makes sense with the Four of Swords,
1: though, because mm. this card is um like that fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper's. Jasper's. Yes, it's Jasperite. Uh, oh. It's it's and and Jasper really did do a lot for Rose, like and that it's Jasperite and Rose, and and Jasper did do a lot for Rose, but then just kind of went poof.
0: Okay, I'm trying to find that card now. Because I want to look at it, because that's one of my favies.
1: It's very sweet. Yes. Um, and then the actual meaning of the card, which, like, this is, like, we talked about this with the deck before, about how you really get more from the image of the card than you really get the meaning of the tarot card.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but that is about, like, it's usually about resting.
0: Yeah, it's usually the healing, about rest. A healing card, too. But that's not really what's happening in this card at all. No, it's
1: not. I've always really been confused with this card, actually. Right. Well, I like
0: think maybe it's yeah.
2: just saying, Listen, if you take a moment, stop, stop, breathe, you'll remember. You just need to. There you go. About five it's
0: true. Things. And then you got the death card, and it's inverted, and it's literally like Lord English with his stupid flag on top of the bodies of everything.
2: Uh, uh, I just uh, thought uh, to myself, what does this look like?
1: And open the right What? I didn't hear any of your voice.
2: That sounds yes. about
1: right.
0: There we go. What did you say? I said, I was like, oh, what does the death
2: card look like? And then I opened my deck right up to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, I know what these cards actually have in common. Um, because you said, like, you know, like, take some, a moment and think about it. The Four of Swords is usually about sleep, whereas the death card, that's Lord English over all the corpses. Those are actually him killing off the ghosts and the dream bubbles. Yes. So both of them have sleep in common. They do. And also they have dreams in common, which means that you'll probably dream about where you got this deck.
0: Or perhaps the person who got you that deck was involved with dreams or sleep. That's true, too. Awesome. So I, we should move on.
1: Yes, it's Homestuck Forensics. So we have one more question, which is a bit of a weird one. And I like this. Let's That's figure fun. out how we're going to do this. So it's like, for your Divination Segment, and this person attributes themselves as the ghost of a cult fuckboy's past.
0: I love them already. <laughs>
1: would um we'd like to know how the night would end at a dinner party with you and your favorite occult figures
0: occult figures like yeah. i have such a hard time with this okay as someone who is actually friends with a number of occult artists and authors um several of whom are are kind of worldly acclaimed um i would be fine like i would be fine uh but i don't really have anyone i want to put on the list as like my favorite occult figures unless they're my friends
1: well okay so this is a this is a geekomancy podcast though
0: that's true we could totally fake this so like doctor strange could be on the list
1: what about our favorite like homestuck occult characters
0: so what like jade and rose
1: (laughs) i'm gonna hang out with friska oh and calliope
0: they're not very (laughs) occult though
1: Frisco's pretty occult.
0: Not really. I mean, she's She's got more like the about... eight ball. Okay. And then I'll she had the the cue ball. She does have vision eightfold. That's true. Yeah. So. Um, uh, okay. Well, we'll go with that. Um, the occult
1: magics. You can hang out with Rose.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna hang out with Rose and Jade. So Jassy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're already at a table. Okay. So let's see how things would go with our favorite occult figures. Really? All I've been getting all night is trumps. So that's funny. <laughs> I keep getting Major Arcana. Oh, dear. <laughs> what did you pick? I, got Wait, to... no, I, I get to go first this Yeah, time. you, go first, you okay. go first. I picked the magician. <laughs> the magician is Mr. Q-ball head. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. Running around with a broom disciplining people. And I find that hilarious.
1: That sounds like any time that you're with any of your entities whatsoever
0: it really does actually that so yeah that probably fits
1: what about you jasmine
2: i got the high priestess (laughs) which like i believe this is rose it is with a book smiling and happy which is wrong on so many levels
0: well especially because like that card makes her look sort of dark skinned already like it's sort of foreshadowing her uh descent into inversion Mm-hmm. and grimdark um and i love that because it's sort of a um wizard of oz reference it's sort of a like an elphaba wicked reference it's
2: w- I'm getting off of
1: this you're voiding again
0: please return from the void
1: wow that was a void sound if there that was, ever was terrible one. <laughs> next time we're getting your other microphone
0: Okay, well, while she's voided out, Felix, you tell yours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll wait for Roxy to come back later. I got the Queen of Swords, and that's already, like, a bitchy card, but this particular Queen of Swords is um, Snowman, a.k.a. the Black Queen, um, with a Bloody Lance. Um, Yay. And that's kind of what you expect whenever you get, like, Vriska together with Calliope and me. Uh, you know what? I'm going to guess that we actually just form a murder party. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm comfortable with this.
1: And Calliope can write fanfiction about it or do fan art.
0: And there you go. Okay,
1: but it's go. probably going to not end nice.
0: Go, Jassy. Try
2: again. Is it going to let me speak? Yes. yes okay i should mention that i kind of picture myself hanging out with jade and calliope there you and go. i like the feeling i get off of my high priestess card here is just the three of us sitting around someone whips out some dangerous grimoire and it's like you want to fuck something up
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: either that or we re- or we read fanfic
0: i think all of this is appropriate so, oh
1: like, my gosh! I just realized that like my card was basically us forming the 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 Vengeance Bitch Club.
0: Yes. <laughs> Whereas mine involves me hitting people with broomsticks. Yeah. Which maybe you be... fly? Uh no, I hit. I clearly hit things with broomsticks.
1: You shouldn't banish with the same thing you summon with.
0: Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um is that all of our questions for today that's all we got okay well then thank you all for tuning in those of you who did
1: i like you will never really know um exactly but yes thank you for for listening to our very out of order very homestuck podcast thank you for thank you jasmine for being on this podcast with us
0: yes thank you so much i tried you did really good. You, you just boarded it in and out a little bit. <laughs> you
1: tried and you succeeded. Whoop. All right, and we'll leave you with that. And until next time, may the Circle of Salt protect you.